0: Welcome. This is Barry Baines from Baines Law, a legal miscellany where we regularly podcast about cases and legal issues, as well as talking to professionals and others who have experience of our legal system. Iris Hughes was a patient at Dr. Ratton's dental practice. She alleged that NHS treatment she received over a period of time from four dentists at the practice was negligent. One of the dentists was a trainee employed under a contract of employment. The other three were self-employed dentists. In what was described by Lord Justice Bean as a sort of test case, it was no longer an issue that Dr Ratton was vicariously liable for negligence proved against the trainee. The issue on appeal was whether he was liable for their acts or omissions either a. by virtue of a non-delegable duty of care or b. vicarious liability. The judge was clearly right to hold that Dr Ratton was under a non-delegable duty of care to the claimant in respect of the treatment she received at the practice. The personal dental treatment plan signed by her stated the dentist named on this form is providing you with a course of treatment. No other dentist was named on the form. There was no section of the form in which anyone other than the provider could be identified. The document was consistent with the provision of the general dental services contract and with the terms of the associate agreements under which patients were described as patients of the practice. The judge was right to find that the claimant satisfied all the factors identified by Lord Sumption in Woodland and Swimming Teachers Association and others as giving rise to a non-delegable duty of care. One, patient must include anyone receiving treatment from a dentist. Two, when the patient signed the personal dental treatment plan, it placed her in the actual care of the defendant, not because he was a dentist himself, but because he was the owner of the practice. Three, although the claimant could express a preference as to which associate dentist she would like to see her, she had no control over how the defendant chose to perform his obligations. Turning to vicarious liability, in various claimants, and Barclays Bank PLC, Baroness Hale said, the question had always been whether the tort was carrying on business on his own account or whether he was in a relationship akin to employment with the defendant. Therefore, the critical question now appeared to be whether the alleged tort feasers relationship with the defendant could properly be described as being akin or analogous to employment. The focus was on the contractual arrangements between tort visa and defendant. Differing with the trial judge with some hesitation, the unanimous court of appeal considered that the Barclays test for vicarious liability was not met in the present case. Most significantly, the associate dentists were free to work at the practice for as many or as few hours as they wished. And they were also free to work for other practice owners and businesses, and some did so. Additionally, the defendant had no right to control and did not control the clinical judgments they made or the way in which they carried out treatment. They chose which laboratories to use and shared the costs of disbursements to laboratories. They were responsible for their own tax and national insurance payments and were treated as independent contractors by Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Although the defendant took most of the financial risk by virtue of running the premises and paying ancillary staff, they shared the risk of bad debts. They were required to carry personal, professional indemnity insurance and to indemnify the defendant against any claims made against him in respect of their treatment of patients. They had to pay for their own professional clothing and professional development, and for any equipment they wished to use which was not provided by the practice. There was no disciplinary or grievance procedure. Although there were some factors pointing the other way, they were not policies or procedures relevant to show control. On balance, they did not outweigh those mentioned to make the relationship sufficiently analogous to employment to satisfy the Barclays test. You can read a summary of this podcast episode with case citations under the title dentist's non-delegable duty in the news section at www.barrybaines.co.uk Thank you for listening to Baines Law. Listen out for future podcasts where we will continue to discuss issues of interest to the legal community. If there is a professional perspective that you would like to share, get in touch via our website at www.barrybaines.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at BainesLaw. We look forward to presenting to you again very soon on BainesLaw.